We're going again with uh, Dwayne McLean. You know, people bandy about the uh, the word legend, and uh, yeah. but uh, we have a living legend here today. Don't look at me like that, Dwayne. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming down. Well, the part that I have with legend is, it means I'm almost forced to live up to something. And and I don't. Mm, well, you did it, you know. didn't you? Yeah, you, yeah, you lived up to it. Well, I may have, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. In the beginning, it was kind of embarrassing, actually. Yeah. yeah now you got to talk about it. Now yeah. You know. now, now I got to B R A G. Is that okay for me to brag now? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Brag away, man. I'm glad you said it. Only a few sometimes, of our viewers actually can spell. So. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's not bragging. It's just uh, facts. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. awesome. Well, listen up. It's bragging. <laughs> uh, okay. So what is it you really want to know that I can tell you? Well, what, well, you, what did you do for a living? <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, what did you uh, I think they call it stuntman. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Most of my life, uh, I didn't really start as a stuntman until I was nearly 30 years old. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Most people like to think, well, how old were you? 18, 20? No. <laughs> I was around 30, a little bit less. I started in Vancouver. Uh, before that, I was a, well, not even before that. <laughs> I was a warehouse manager uh, uh, in a big company in Vancouver. And then when I came out here, I actually worked at Zellers or something as shipping and receiving because mm -hmm. you couldn't make a living. There were only two stuntmen in Toronto when I came here. You and? Me, a guy I brought with me, so three, and Bobby Hanna. Right on. Wow, uh, he was he was uh, uh, and and you know there were a couple of guys around. If you were stuck, you could shove in there, right? You right. Know, but they weren't technically stunts. It's the same with with uh, women, uh, the ladies. I uh, I only heard of two lady women stuntmen when I came to Toronto uh, forty five years ago, or whatever it was, um, and it was uh, a girl named. Uh, well, there was Bobby Hanna's wife, mm -hmm. who, you know, of course, if you're the stunt guy in town, you're going to make that money. You're sure, going to throw her, throw her yeah, in the passenger seat and drive away. Another girl was named Mary Lou McDonald, and I kept hearing this, Mary Lou McDonald, Mary Lou McDonald. And I said, I've never met her to this day. Who was she? Oh, to this day you have never met her? To this day I've never oh, met wow. her. Oh, wow. Yeah. I kept hearing her name in the beginning when I first started. I kept hearing her, never met her, so... There really wasn't a whole lot of around. Uh, my, I, what I call my legacy, if, if it's of interest, <laughs> are people like Shelley Cook and That's Allison. Your brother. Yeah, Shelley and, and, and Allison. Totally. Uh, I, I can almost outright say that I brought the first female stunt w women into the business here in, in this part of the country. Uh, and those were, there was one other as well, but she moved to Australia. Uh, and uh, I consider them my legacy. Amazing. Well, yeah. You know, they've, done, legacy, they've done incredibly geez. well. I was going to say, it's a yeah. hell of a legacy. Yeah. What was Hollywood like at the time? When you were getting into it, and there's only a few stunt people, there must not have been a lot shooting at the time. Okay, okay like I started in Vancouver, and uh, I think I... Now, I are, you from a, are you from Vancouver originally? No, I'm not. I, I was born in Brockville, Ontario. Oh, okay. I lived around Kingston and things like that. But... Um, I moved to Vancouver. I got, uh, when I got married, my wife was from Vancouver. Okay. I decided to move to Vancouver. And that's where I started. 
there was a guy there running a little training program, uh, how to throw punches, how to fall down, how to ride, go to a ranch, ride horses, uh, you know, uh, but not much in a way of driving, but uh, all the other aspects. He, uh, Dave Astaire, his name was, um, he had he had worked in California, so he's the only person around who was a, a stuntman from California. He was a Canadian who worked there. Okay. And hmm. you may or may not remember a TV series, I think it was black and white, called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm -hmm. guy, I do remember. A guy named Richard Basehart was, was yep. the captain, right? 100%. Uh, well, Dave was his stunt double. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Sure. And he f learned early that the industry might be moving north. People were getting a little tired of the of some of the shit in the, no, I'll say it. You can say you can say anything you want. <laughs> in um, in in Cal and around, they didn't want them blocking their streets. They didn't. Get, I mean, they got enough traffic. You know, at that time, so I don't know how they've worked it out today. And he he just felt they would come to British Columbia because we had the topography. We had mountains. We have a desert. Yeah. Ocean. Everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All there. So. He came up and he decided to set up a little shop and get some guys he could train, and uh, I was one of those people. Oh wow, like, man! That's, you know, uh, I think it cost five hundred bucks and it lasted for six months <laughs> the training program. Uh, and uh, you know what? It was good because all the fight moves. Remember back then, you hardly ever saw a karate fight. Sure, there wasn't any. There wasn't any. Yeah. Sure. So there were all the John Wayne roundhouses and the yep. over the shoulders and the gut punches and, and <laughs> stuff. And I learned how to do all those things and do them well. Right from the basic shoulder roll to, to well, we did some car stuff now that I think about it. We would, we would bail off the running boards of a truck at different speeds. And, you right. know, so when I actually, there, was, there were no movies there. I went to Alberta. They were doing two movies in Alberta at the time. One was a hockey movie with <clears throat> Kier Delay. Uh, I can't remember the real name of it. And the other was a Northwest Mounted Police, uh, Donald Sutherland, and things like that. And it was based on a true story about some Indian boys who, sh who killed a, a policeman or something, you know. And then from there to Toronto. The interesting thing is, myself and a guy named Danny Tohill decided to go to Toronto. We had maybe, you know, five or six hundred bucks between us over gas for we get here. We didn't know where we're going to stay or anything. And I think I arrived in Toronto after those two movies, something like fifteen thousand dollars. I did like eight saddle falls off the mounted police horses. They're as tall as a house. Those things. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so, Mike, and, uh, Dwayne, t tip your mic up a smidgen, just to you. Yeah, man, perfect. Uh, hi there. Mm -hmm. um, there was also an actor, a well-known Toronto actor, local actor, who was in the picture. His name was uh, Robertson, George Robertson. And he said, you know what, man? When you get to Toronto, go and see this person. She casts everything from stunt people to actors. Right on. She is the boss, an iron-fisted boss. Her name was Karen Hazard. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes, I know. I remember. <laughs> and he he said, you go there and say, I sent you. Okay. So I was immediately accepted by Karen. 
And it was a good thing for Karen because she didn't really have any stuff. Right. <laughs> you see, and she would, so uh, she sent me, she started me right off into a variety of movies. Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. I was lucky. No, that, that's, that's nice. Really, that's, and, and, yeah, she was awesome, actually. Oh, yeah, she was. She, she was hard-nosed. Yes, she was. And tough. Yep. And she expected nothing but the best from you. And if she didn't think you were going, she, you didn't get work. You just didn't work. You know, that was that. So between a recommendation and uh, my first couple jobs proving to be, like one of them I remember was The Last Detail with, with uh, Jack, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson and everything. And uh, I won't name the other Canadian stuntmen. I don't want to embarrass them. Uh, <laughs> but we were doing a big fight scene in the bathroom in uh, Union Station. And uh, so they were trying to put together a couple of fight scenes with the Navy versus the Army guys in the bathroom there. And Stoney, I let it out. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he does this whole thing, I call karate. You know, like he wanted to sort of put some karate in there. Which a director sort of, because he touched the director while he was saying, oh, we should do this and we should do that, right? So I'm working on, on Police Surgeon, a television series at the time, and I get a call from office saying, Karen Hazard wants to talk to you. Mm -mm. She sounds upset. <laughs> so, oh boy. So I go down to Karen's office, and she <coughs> tells me all the events that happened that, with regard to a certain person that ticked the director off. Okay. And somehow or other, I was the guy, that guy from Vancouver, who caused all the problems. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I said, it wasn't me. Well, Karen, where she goes right to the, she goes right to the, to the man himself, the director, I forget his name now. And, uh, and she took pictures and said, who caused the problems, this guy or this guy? Ah, trip. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> I mean, I became her pet son, <clears throat> I think, yeah. from that day on, okay? Didn't matter what. Uh, so that was my beginning, sort of. Uh, so you've got my curiosity peaked. How was that issue resolved? <laughs> oh, oh. Like, did the fight nothing. go... Uh, oh, the, oh, no, the fight scene went on, and uh, it was chor uh, choreographed in, uh, uh, the way it was, they wanted it. Yeah, okay, perfect. Uh, so that, that wasn't a problem, but it was the lead-up to it that sure. was a problem, okay? Somebody wanted to take over and tell the director how to do it and what he wanted. Copy. And you just don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I have done it later on. As have I. As the years went by. I, I have to hold it just a minute here. But there's know? a way to there's do it. There's a way it. to do it. There is. That's right. And uh, so from there on, you know, I did a few movies in Quebec because the stunt teams down there weren't, at that time, the best. Right. And um, uh, thank you, Karen. You know, That's fabulous. And uh, I had a, a guy, an agent. Uh, he's passed away a long, long, years and years ago. He was a young man in his 30s, I think. Uh, and he said, I'll take 
stunt guys who over there are two or three of them and represent them. But I just felt that he wasn't getting me into certain doors that I needed to get into mm -hmm. at that time. Uh, so I went to see, she just lives over here in Stratford now. Uh, and she took my team on. And I'll tell you what, she opened the doors. And I was just a flood after that. As an agent? As an agent, yeah. yes. And later on, uh, as a stomach, the uh, only reason I used an agent was for commercials. Sure. You know, uh, I'm not giving 15 or 20% to, to an agent who knows nothing about my business. And didn't Absolutely. get you the work. And did not get me the work, That's no. Right. So, We've yeah. all been through that. Uh, yeah, I imagine so, yes. So that, those were my humble beginnings in the industry. Uh, I, I used to like it when one of the biggest uh, commercial houses around phoned me up one day and said, come in and see us. Their office was right across from my favorite bar, so it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said, we're doing an, uh, an insurance commercial and we're doing it in, in uh, uh, Georgia. He said, do you think you'd be interested in the outline that they had to do a car crash, they had to do a pretty heavy car crash, you know, because insurance company, car mm -hmm. insurance company. He said, I, I, I normally use so-and-so, but he's let us down so many times. So I had that account for years. So I, I think I was just lucky. I had more training, as I mentioned in Vancouver. Yeah. That sort of gave me a better, when I arrived on my set, I knew what an Apple box was, for right. example. Yeah, it's and important. And <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> bring an Apple, it's an Apple box. Uh, I, so uh, I, had all, I had all these breaks, I call them. I, you know, I, I didn't really manufacture them myself. I was introduced to them, and I made the best of them. Right, and you've gained, okay. a, rep you and gained, gained a reputation. You gained a reputation, yeah. And mm -hmm. that just preceded you to the next one. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a, a local producer, actually, I think he's a Montreal producer, uh, whose name eludes me right now, too, who, who wrote a thing on, on Facebook. And he, and he literally said, the best stunt coordinator I've ever worked with is Dwayne McLean. <laughs> but then I've only been wow. in the business 35 years, so how would I know? Yeah. That yeah. was his comment on Facebook. Oh, wicked. And the other guy uh, announced that uh, during the picture, which the hard picture, oh, it was, I know who that guy was. Oh, I, I don't like bannering names around, yes. but it was Ray Sager. <laughs> <laughs> His initials were Ray Sager. Right, so, yeah. yeah, I know Ray. Uh, and the, the other guy, I think it was, um, I think it was uh, Bloody Valentine or something like that, the original one. And he literally went on about, uh, he just didn't have to worry about the problems of the stunt because he felt they were looked after so professionally. And that's the way it should be. That's the way yes. it absolutely should be, yeah. I did a movie once where I had to grab a guy out of a Jeep and beat the living shit out of him against the Jeep. And I, I shook him around and beat him up. Ray came over after the take and he says, Jesus Christ, that's violent. Yeah. Do you think you could take a couple of those punches out? I said, I am only hitting them twice. Like, I literally only threw two punches in mm. that whole thing, and he wanted me to take two out. <laughs> so he kind of giggled and said, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> anyway. I wish he'd been around when I had a fight scene with George Chevello. George didn't know how to hold his punches. 
I can only imagine. He, he hit me so hard against the car that it dented the car door. In. <laughs> wow. He just didn't have a concept of pulling a punch. Right. Well, that's uh, like race car drivers. a few guys out there. Huh? That's like race car drivers doing yes. precision driving in commercials. Yeah. They have no concept that they're not going to win this. And it's kind of uh, weird. No, and, and they have no concept that... I found out with a, with a female driver, uh, a NASCAR, or a professional race driver. I brought her in to do some stuff. I, I actually had to show her how to just do a simple 180, sliding 180. I said, get in this car, go down here, do me a 180 and come back. Pedal to the metal, right? <laughs> was all... I had to stop her from doing that. Yeah. But wow. that's a race car... Mentality. Uh, mentality, okay? Yep. And yeah. once, once I said, get, in, get out, get in the seat, I'll drive. Okay, and I did a few things. Oh, that's great. It, took, it didn't take her long to learn it. But uh, she, in spite of that, we had... Um, you know, um, uh, uh, trucks back in the uh, shipping dock. Yeah. Okay. So we're coming out of the building off this dock. And she's driving at high speed. She was terrified. Terrified. And I said, you drive 150 or 200 miles an hour and you're afraid to do this? <laughs> I mean, think of it. She was afraid to do that. And what, what, what has she got to do? Come on. She's got she's to come from inside the building. Yep. Yeah. Off the dock and land. Ah, so land. she goes home yeah, as fast as we can go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's about four foot drop, four and a half, five feet. Yeah. And on, into what? Onto what? Just the deck. Okay. Onto, cool. Onto the concrete. Yeah. And I imagine she's been in a few little scraps on the racetrack. Yeah, you but it's a whole different thing. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's pretty hard to understand the psychology of that much difference. Uh, I mean, this yeah. girl, like, there's a, there's a girl who lives out around here somewhere who rides a motorcycle. Oh, like, I think we know her. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just had a long chat with her on the phone about this um, uh, Stuntman's Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will eventually. Don't forget. Uh, and I, I just, I just, said, I, I, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's shit that I, that I wouldn't do. But you know what's the difference? You know, you bring somebody from the, in, you know, for the lack of another term, civilian world into the stunt mm -hmm. world, is that their their idea um, is to avoid the danger, to avoid the accident, and and we purposely put ourselves mm -hmm. into that accident. You know what I mean? So there's a different mentality. Yeah, and I think too when I mean. She just she knows the racetrack. She understands its timing and all that other stuff. And when you're on set and you know you got directors and producers and you got you and and all these people around watching what you're about to do, it's kind of a different ball game, you know. And she needs to nail this kind of thing. Yeah, you got one yeah. time, maybe two. And it's a bit alien to them. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. I mean, they had that situation in Vancouver here a few years back where they they brought in a professional female rider. To do a shot, and and she died. Oh Damn. yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Deadpool too. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we, <clears throat> we talk about it often. There, yes, there's a different, whole different psychology. Oh, big time. From the racetrack to our track. A hundred percent. You know. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. uh, uh, and it's too bad. Like, it shouldn't have happened just because she was a big time uh, motorcycle girl. That's great. But 
she gapped. Yeah, she did. She you know? gapped huge, and it's um, there's so many issues around that, um, and it's come up in in many conversations that I've had with those various powers that be that require certain things yeah. to happen. <clears throat> I've also noticed lately they seem to sneak out from somewhere. They're never open. There's a few injuries and crap going down in our industry that's not getting out to everybody. There was a car hit, which I happen to have the footage of. As do we. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was there for that. I was there that day. You were there that day? Yeah. Well, just let me say, if you want to put it in the dark, everything was wrong. There wasn't I, yeah. one thing done properly. And then I heard comments. One guy says, yeah, I was asked by a stunt coordinator to do a uh, car hit at this speed. Yeah. And I refused. It wasn't safe. And she was mentioning the speed that I've done all of mine at. The perfect speed for that kind of a car hit, to me, is around 25 to 30 miles per hour. Okay. The only guy that I ever saw get hurt on one of those were only doing about 10 or 12 miles an hour. But he did it all wrong. Uh, but that's neither here. So yeah. I looked at that, even from the camera locations in this show, although I don't know where they all were, uh, they shot it from the wrong side. Okay. It just, it just, it, yeah, I, no. it was, a, it was just <clears throat> not, not very well plotted. Yeah. And I've heard of some other things. Somebody got hit on the head pretty hard with an axe or something a couple years back. Which one was that? Jesus. I don't know which else? one that was, uh, but I think it was the same coordinator. <clears throat> yeah. The um, <laughs> um, yeah. Not to disparage anyone, but the what's um, what I'm finding, and correct me if I'm wrong. As as there are more avenues of distribution that need product more product is yep. required, then not every producer or director is as skilled as they once were when there wasn't that much product being made. Therefore, everything else waters down. So if you had 25 incredibly skilled and talented and experienced stunt coordinators 20 years ago, they can't do every project being shot today. So now there's 75 stunt coordinators. Mm -hmm. So I, I usually equate it to the martial arts. You know, you have a karate club and you get two black belts. They each start a karate club. They get two black belts. They each start a karate club. And pretty soon, <laughs> the original skill has been watered down so bad that, you know, there are people insinuating themselves into stunt coordinator positions in the business that should not be. Yeah, based on a single talent. They're probably good martial artists. Or Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree, or something else. But that said, they're also discussing their skills with a producer who really doesn't know oh. either. And so injuries are coming uh, as a result. And it, But it's so much easier, too, for a young person just coming out of school to just shoot something. And they can shoot something, prove themselves... Uh, very quickly and get a budget and all this, then they get uh, they get stunts involved. And there's just the lack of experience in the industry right now is just uh, incredibly vast. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a lack of talent, <clears throat> but there's no lack of ego. That's for damn sure. Right now. 
as far as I can figure out, since I'm not too deep in the industry right now, I'm someone fading out. You know, I'm I'm put aside, go wander around Canadian Tire for an hour. You know, <laughs> go home and invent something. <laughs> okay. uh, and I I can go back. I can go back thirty years saying the industry is being watered down. I bet. Or more. Yeah, okay. I bet. Yeah. And there, you know, the, 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 this after this group comes in, and they were they were taking almost anybody as a stuntman. One, one was a one was a, a television news girl, and one was a something else, and one was a something else. And uh, they brought in people like uh, who was a nice young lady who was married to Podborski. You still see her on TV doing a commercial for Doors or something. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and they. So what they tried to do oh, is Ann get, Romer? Yeah. Oh, right on. They Shout tried to, to get Romer. names that people knew sure. were w within uh, the media and have them on their roster, their names on their roster, made their roster look real good, right? Mm. But uh, they have, in fact, were bringing all these people in and they had no experience. Mm -hmm. I came to Toronto with a lot of experience but not a lot of actual on-set experience, maybe three movies, <laughs> okay. But I had spent, first of all, six months of fairly grueling training, which this guy told you before, but I never left them. I always stayed with the group, even if some new people came in, we stayed with the group. Uh, and it just became hardcore. So when I ar arrived, there wasn't anybody in Toronto who could, like, <laughs> I was the first stuntman to have a five-point hitch in a car hmm. in Toronto. Right. Cool. Yeah. It wasn't too long before the other guy got a special effects guy to make him one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I said, buy one, for Christ's sake. Uh, so uh, it's just a lot of weird stuff uh, that happened back then that was based on I just appeared to be a way more trained or uh, than anybody else because I was yeah okay yes and uh, I, I just hit it at the right time but since then it just once other groups tried to break in uh, they just watered it down you know like one group give me an example if it's important I, I got outbid for a film right so who outbid me you know what was this particular group and it turns out that they took a budget you give us a budget. That means you give us the money. We put it in our bank. Okay. We will use that money to adjust the stunt performers we bring in. You will pay them a special business rate. So stuntmen, so-called stuntmen, were coming in as special businessmen, saving production tons of money. Hmm. And these guys might have got a thirty thousand dollar budget and handed out a hundred here and a hundred there and a hundred there and kept the rest. That's how they were doing business. I mean, that was brutal. Wow, brutal. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me if that's a lot of what's going on today in a different way. Really? No, I don't know. Mm, yeah, no, I I haven't heard anything of that nature. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm sure. It wouldn't It wouldn't surprise me if something was going on, but I I don't know enough, right? Uh, I mean, I can go back. Uh, I, I took a job with uh, Le um, Allison Reed. Uh, th this may have been eight or ten years ago. Mm -hmm. And there were two other stuntmen there. So, uh, who are you? Oh, I'm one of the stuntmen. Oh, you? You're one of the stuntmen. Okay. Who have you worked with? Well, blah, blah, blah. 
I said, well, do you know Bobby Hanna? No, never right. heard of him. Now I said, do you know Dwayne McLean? <laughs> no. I've been in the business for 35 years. Right. <laughs> they had no idea who I was. Okay, that's wrong. Totally wrong. And I just sort of shook my head. I say that to this day. Yeah. I've been to set and I've met five or six people standing around that have no idea who I am. Who you are, yeah. And I've asked them, I'll tell you straight up, if, if you work in this industry in Ontario and you don't know who Randy Butcher is and you want to be a stunt performer, <laughs> you're not doing your job. You're not, no, you're not, mm -hmm. doing, you're not but doing your back, research. Back in my day, as well as yours, I went to your office. I gave you, handed you pictures and resume and yeah. I shook your hand and I met you, I met Rick, I met all, all, all the guys, of, yeah. everybody. That's what your job was. I'm selling myself. I am my product. So I have to go out and sell my product. And today, they don't do that. It's the no, weirdest it's, thing. Uh, it's, um, I don't want to say becoming a family organization. It is only in a couple spots is it a family organization. Okay. And that may be fine if the talent's there. Are you looking at it a yeah, little bit yeah, here? Right? Yeah. If the talent's there, that's fine. Okay. But we went through some times when... The talent wasn't there, okay. It was ride shotgun. Today, I see a lot of a lot of a stunt coordinator has his own boys, okay, but they're not always trained boys. I don't see you hiring somebody for a job that you don't know if he can perform it or not. You just wouldn't do it, right? Okay. I used to say, I don't care who it is. If they can do the job, I'll hire them. I may not even like them as a person. 100%, right? But if they're the guy for the job, guess who gets the job? Absolutely. And, and they don't do that anymore. <clears throat> there, there, there are a lot of uh, bad-mouthing going on in the industry today. Oh, him. Oh, oh, oh that, you know. It's yeah. everywhere, Dwayne. <laughs> it's everywhere. I'll yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, it's something else. And it's, it's just so wrong, you know, like... We have this wonderful industry, stunt industry, film industry, whatever, where you can make a decent living. Yeah, bring your mic in just a smidgen. Yeah, you can bring it in too. Yeah, yeah, you can. Beautiful, yeah. thank yeah. you. Just, <clears throat> people are screwing it up, okay? I don't like it when I hear that an American producer is saying, I really don't want to deal with these people. Yeah, just step in, Ron. Getting some coffees. Yeah, I, ladies I, and gentlemen, if she's on camera, this is my lovely wife, Ron. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make, make sure he signs you a contract, okay? <laughs> double, double scale. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you, you know exactly what I mean. I absolutely do. Uh, and, and it's rampant. Uh, yeah, but, so it goes back to something I said a little earlier. Um, so if someone insinuates themselves into the position of a stunt coordinator that perhaps really shouldn't be because of the lack of experience, mm -hmm. I don't care how skilled that person is at whatever they do. It's just the lack of experience as a filmmaker and as a stunt coordinator. They're going to surround themselves with individuals who will hold them up um, and if they were to bring someone else in who has more experience, they may look bad in compar by yeah. comparison. So 
that goes back to that ego thing that you mentioned earlier. So I'm not saying that about everyone, but there's a number. Yeah. I have known myself to go outside of the industry to question people about a job I'm going to do. What is the best of this for this equipment, okay? Your equipment, they're not even in the industry. I didn't have too many people who had more experience than me, but I wasn't afraid to go to somebody within my industry and say, Jesus, help me out here. Absolutely. Uh, you know, can we put our heads together and try and improve this thing and make it work? I don't know who does that today. Nobody's ever phoned yeah. me up and say, oh yeah, so you've done, you've done 15 car hits and 20 big burns. But nobody calls me and asks me, how did you set that up? Right. Can, can you give me a little hint to help me out? And I would. I'd be happy to do that. Well, let's see, but that's the thing, is not a lot of people are as uh, forthcoming with their information. People want, to, want their information bought. They want to be there. That's a lot of, it, which is another sad point. That leads to accidents when you don't, when you think you know it yeah. all. Stop, yeah. stop yeah. trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Go, <coughs> go, go, to, go to the source and ask. Yeah. You know, I, I remember in, in Montreal one time I had, a, I had a problem. When I get up in the morning, there are 10 or 15 guys in a hotel lobby, all more or less demanding a job because we're en français. Yes. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it got really nasty. So I went to my producer who I'm told was Don Carmody at the time. And I said, am I married to these people? He said, no. Then I'm bringing these guys in from Toronto. Okay, because I want this done right. Mm -hmm. Now there's a producer who did the right thing. Exactly. It's going to cost them hotel rooms. It's going to cost them, but... But he understood this. The what's it going to cost them if... if it doesn't work and it breaks down and somebody gets hurt. Absolutely. I mean, I've only had one serious injury and one broken arm in my 40-odd years. Not me personally. Uh, yeah, as my, my performers. Yeah. My performers, okay. And uh, we, we were not just allowed to go ahead until we had it down pat. It wasn't, mm, like, mm, should work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But see, but see, Don, Don comes from a, 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 a time like yours as well. Do you think that it's changed with producers as well? I, I I'm, I'm not. The way they think about I, doing all I'm this? not on top of any producers, new producers. I don't mm -hmm. know who they are, how they work. Okay. Yeah. I know uh, we had a few, but I feel that the buck is the buck. So if you know something is worth this much. And somebody else can undercut you by twenty percent, you're dead. Mm -hmm. With 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 a lot of PMs and producers, right? Okay. But see, that goes back to what I said earlier too. Is if, if someone is, is a young production manager or a young producer, and I say young, and I mean in years of being in the business, experience, experience wise, um, they may not know the questions to ask and how to vet mm -hmm. the stunt coordinator and really understand that the guy sitting across the table from them right now is bullshitting them. Yeah. So that they don't know. <laughs> They don't know. It's true. Um, and until they learn that, things are going to happen. Uh, uh, ma manufacturing your own resume, I don't know if it's still happening today, but uh, you've heard of Charlie Paterni? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know him. He went through a thing uh, where uh, outlining a particular guy who was using his his credits and somebody else's credits and you're gonna in the <clears throat> down there in the industry. Whoa. Even now. Yeah. Okay. How does that work? Jesus. Well, the guy makes up his own resume. That's <coughs> not un uncommon. A guy wow, tried to yeah. break in here several years ago by saying he he worked with Barbara Streisand on something and drove a motorcycle off a stage or something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and I phoned the producer in New York. Yeah, see, this is my point. No one is vetting these people. No one is looking down that resume and then calling each of those producers listed or yeah. directors. Do you know yeah. this guy? 100%. Never heard of him. Mm. I also wrote... Both um, uh, Stunts Unlimited and uh, what's the other one in LA? Uh, Stuntman's Association. Association. I wrote them both to their presidents at the time, <clears throat> sending the resume of this guy. He had this massive resume that he worked on all these big series in Los Angeles. Yeah. Didn't work on any of them. Right after the, uh, the Rust incident with Alec Baldwin? Yes, yes. Uh, there was a fellow there on their crew. I'm not going to mention anybody's names because litigation going through, but um, maybe two days after, three days after that incident, I get a call from the Los Angeles Times to give my opinion on this particular person and how they work. And I said, well, why me? Of all the stunt coordinators in the world, why are you calling me? And she said, well, your show's on his resume. Ha. And I said, he didn't work my show. There you go. And uh, wow, so, and, so and, I turned her on to somebody else to speak to her, but yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, I, it's probably still fairly rampant. Uh, you, you don't have to make a whole resume of somebody else's work, but slipping one in <clears throat> here and there, sure, that has a little clout, absolutely, you know, uh, uh, might slip through the cracks. And if it doesn't, you say, oh, I'm sorry, how did that get on there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just I, you know, my wife made this up for me, and I guess when she was yeah, going through... She was through, watching that movie at yeah, the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's she easy was, to blame on the wife. When she was checking the movie database, you know. <laughs> uh, so that way they get away with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's happened to me. and I had a guy put him in a driving <clears throat> scene. Mark, his first name was Mark somebody. Anyway, oh, he was, he was, he had done big shows and <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, we didn't get three blocks till I pulled him out of the car. He was supposed to be a big special driver for Yeah. I pulled him out of the car. What am I going to do here? He couldn't drive. Wow. He couldn't do one thing. He couldn't do so I couldn't do anything. Well, there were about four of us in this little chase scene, and he just couldn't. couldn't Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's so funny. Um, I, people, I tell people, I don't know what, I'm going to pick a percentage. Um, I tell people 90, 95% of the safety, um, of a safe outcome of any gag yeah. is hiring the right person. So that's my job. My job is to hire the, the right person. Um, but then again, you get these guys that lie and you have to, you have to accept a man's word at some point. Uh, and if you haven't, you know, you've got to go out and maybe rehearse and uh, discover. So you, you didn't do what we used to do in the beginning in the old days. We would put something <clears throat> together Pretty damn sure it was going to work, but maybe, maybe a question mark somewhere here or there. And if it actually worked, 
we would knock our heads together and say, fool them again. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> that was our famous line, which if we mm -hmm. get through, fool them again. When I did my first motorcycle gag, yeah. I accepted the job and never ridden a motorcycle. Wow. So there was a guy in Mississauga who gave uh, motocross lessons. Yeah. So it did not hit his place in our <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, that's, but, but that's fine because you're coming from a, an incredibly experienced base. So you under, just going out and learning a, a skill, it, that's fine. Um, if, yeah, but you also understand probably that your, your own physical capabilities, that you learn something fast, you understand certain things. That's and I mean, point. I mean, there's a, not everybody is like that. Well, I, I turn it over my mind a few times. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. Now, we, there's a very famous photograph of you coming off an exploding motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Was that that yeah. gag? No. No? No. <laughs> tell me about that one. Um, in that one, I actually threw the grenade from one motorcycle that blew me off another one. Okay. So the guy in the... Uh, uh, sort of a Nazi uh, thing. You know, and he has one of those potato masher yeah. things. He he gets it, fires it, right? That's me. So you blow yourself off yeah. of him. <laughs> I love when that happens. <laughs> and I remember on that movie too, or that, it was, I think it was a television series, where uh, we had to put all these bikes backwards into the back of a truck. Then they pull up. And they slide down the, the ramps, which are only about this wide, one on each side, just wide enough for bikes to get out. I was terrified because I had taken this thing and, and, and <laughs> with, with these guys in Mississauga, who voted me the most improved rider, <laughs> incidentally. I was terrified coming out of there because I it was, these were big BMWs and, you know, they, <sighs> but... I, 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 Dwayne, you can do this. Keep your cool. Just <laughs> keep your cool. This isn't, you know, a, a big deal. It's riding a motorcycle. Everybody does it. <laughs> Lots of people do it. So I got away with it. But that particular, we had a, a pretty sharp ramp on that. Not very long either. So when you hit that, it just, it just sort of kicks you and launches you into the air. The best part of that uh, picture is the street sign. You know, like George Street or whatever it was, or one way, whatever the sign was, I don't remember now, uh, that I was up that high in the air. Okay. So most people don't notice that. They don't realize the height that you the actually height, have. The height that I actually got, yeah. And the, <laughs> and the other thing about that stunt was to say, do you want to put anything on the road? Do you want to line the road with mats or anything? Because we probably won't see the road. Huh. And I said, and yeah, I thought about it. I said, no, I don't want mats. You can see Rodeo. Well, why do you not want mats? It sort of came up. And I said, I would look pretty stupid if I missed them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's exactly what happened. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> miss them because they weren't there. You know? so, That's great. Uh, but you, That's you, a good you, story. You, you, you sort of had to, I don't like to use the word fake it, yeah. but you sort of had to think about things and let's, let's put this together you can always say i can't do it exactly the way you asked me would it be all right if we did it this way mm -hmm. i never had anybody say no yeah well oh, that'd be great yeah. that'd be great that'd be great that's fine we didn't think of it that way so yeah, there are times when you just have to work around something that seems to be 
a bit of a problem. I mean, I, I only came through it without injuries of any severity. I mean, how often is something that's written on the page actually... I mean, nothing's ever no, executed no, no. exactly as it's on the page, eh? No, no. Not uh, really. No. It's true. I mean, you have to work with the performer, okay? This is what I'd like to see. The performer says, ooh, could I maybe try this? Think about it. Say, mm, that might work. He's more comfortable. So you might... Might although a lot of stunts I don't like to rehearse them. If you rehearse them, it tells everybody they're not hard to do and you can't get any money. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You know, I mean, it's a fact. Yeah. You know, I got so mad at a guy. We had an airbag set up. It wasn't that high a fall, but it was kind of tricky coming between two beams <clears throat> in the airbag. And during a cut, <coughs> excuse me, a crewman goes up there and jumps in the bag. Well, he he makes it look like nothing. Oh, no big deal. Yeah. Well, he's also lucky that it worked yeah. out for him. And yeah, he's lucky. <coughs> lucky I hadn't pulled the fan. Uh, <coughs> so you have all kinds of weird stuff happens uh, uh, during that many years. Yeah. I mean, to me, to have been able, I worked for you when I was over eighty years old. Yeah, let's talk it's about like that. like 82 years old or something like that at the time. Well, how old are you now? Uh, 81, I think, when I worked for yeah, you. It would be 81. I'll yeah. be 83 in two months. Right on. Okay. Well, actually, six weeks. <laughs> how many squibs did you have on you that day? Six or oh, eight? Oh, there, that day. I don't know. I don't know. Tell I, you. I know it was quite a few. <laughs> yeah, I think it's eight. Yeah, quite a few. Well, I'm mayor of Kingstown. And you were the lucky one that got to land in that puddle, I believe. Yes. <laughs> for those of that. It was... Agonizing. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> well, also, the young guy beside me didn't do what he was supposed to do. <clears throat> and he turned like this from the hit. Like, it's like you know, it's not going to hurt me if I turn away from it, this young guy. And I got it in the side of the face. And oh, I had fine. scabs in my ear and uh, all over my face. Deep in my ear, bled. Oh, from, really? From, yeah. From uh, hit the, the from other the, guy's the, squibs. Yeah, yeah because... Fine. The guy turned this way, and there's me right here. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And I don't man. go down till after he gets hit. You know, it's a boom, 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 boom. You go down, you go down, you go down, you go down. See, that's, you know, that goes back. I mean, you can hire, I think there was, what, six or seven guys? There was guys. quite a few guys there. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. they all have these massive squibs on them ready to go. We discuss and rehearse what we're doing within reason because we can't be rehearsing falling in puddles. Um but it's like giving your child the keys to the car once they get their license. Mm. You've done everything you, you can do, and then you're handing the keys to the pro professional, and uh, that professional now has to go out and do that. And totally. I'm sitting behind monitors with the director, and, but now, I and, sort and he of turns put, into Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, I sort of put that onto the effects people, not anybody well, else. Yeah, I was going to say same thing. Most of the time when you get minor injuries or even serious injuries, a lot of the time, and I love the guys. I mean, they help you out. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. But quite often, it's an effect that hurts you. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, I, I see what you mean. I mean, even when I was really young, kind of getting into this, and I was like doing today? squib. today? <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. I was a lot younger than most guys. But, um, you know, when I got squibs put on me, it was like every single time there was uh, – the effects person was always telling me 
what to do, what not to do, how to handle this, yes. blah, blah, blah. And it would, no matter how experienced I was, that was always yeah, being that, vetted to me, always. And it's not exactly like that today. No, they they know their business. Yeah. They know what number of squibs got. They know what the effect from those squibs is, big or small. And they have to have to relate that to you. Yes. And you have to, because that's their professional thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, your professional thing is to fall down. <laughs> That's right. Right. How do they? What's the What's the new stuntman's creed? It's to go ahead and do something when you know it's going to hurt, <laughs> but you do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the deal. Uh, and uh, you know, I say I, I never got seriously injured, uh, but I, I I can tell you that there are a lot of days you crawled out of bed into the shower, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you you were hurting. Yeah. You were hurting. Well, you know, Bruce, but that was our, sure. I mean, I was a ground pounder when I was a kid. Yep. And man, you know, I, I heard a story where a, a, a year or two ago, this young stunt guy walked up to the stunt coordinator and said, is this going to hurt? And he was invited to leave set. <laughs> the, um, you know, at my age, I'm still falling on my back. It, you know, uh, it, you got to take it. A hundred percent. It's the job. The, like I learned, people don't know this, and, and I learned how to how to go through the air, flip over, and hit the deck on my back without getting hurt. Mm-hmm. It's a little trick that I learned at the at that training thing in Vancouver that I've never seen anybody do here. Okay, even if it's just a handspring type of a roll, I want to make an effect sound. The first thing that hits the ground. When I do that, it's not my back like everybody else. It's the bottom of my feet. Yeah. I come over and I whack my feet down on the ground. First of all, it takes up a lot of the energy. Yep. And you, get it, you flop down the rest of the way on the street. And it's re- it sounds great as well. You know? and, uh, that was with everything. You know, you've got to make it appear as a stunt. Of course. It's an illusion. Okay. Like, I make big money for doing a fire gag, but I don't particularly think that fire gags are that big a deal if you put them together right. Now, just a second. They're not easy. Don't say it. Just a second. There's a lot of (laughs) producers listening to this, and they're the most dangerous, high-paid thing. (laughs) Okay. You know, like, uh, the fire gag is worth (laughs) 10,000 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, let's end it there. (laughs) It's a fact. I would rather do a fire gag. Yeah. And they're worth every cent. Don't get, don't sort of get off the thing. No, I agree. You never know when, and I've been burned. Yeah. Uh, they're worth every cent. But if I didn't lose my train of thought, I'm over 30. <laughs> the To me, the hardest thing to do are moving stunts. In other words, you come screaming around the corner in a car and they throw you out of the car onto the street. Yeah. That's mean. That's it's wicked mean. A thirty mile an hour car hit is mean if you don't do it as you should. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I always found that I didn't get paid enough for those kind of stunts. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter. Bombing down the road and taking a bike, dropping it down and bouncing. You know, you know, you're you've got it figured out. You know, and you think you're gonna be, you're gonna be okay, but. You can get hurt pretty seriously uh, with things like that. I mean, you can get hurt obviously very seriously with fire, but the but if you got a great team and everything, you're not falling down. 
you're not really going to get rattled. No. You I, know. I got some pretty serious burns on, um, I don't know what show it was now, but boy, I had blisters uh, uh, the size of the top of that cup on my forehead here, mm. my nose, around back of my hands. Uh, pretty serious, pretty serious burns. And uh, what I did was, I just, they became blisters, I just broke them. <laughs> you can't do anything else. You right. uh, some of them I just shaved off. Some of the burns I just shaved off and put okay. aloe vera, lots of aloe vera on, got in a plane, took a holiday in Florida. Just let the sun beat me. <laughs> You're looking real good. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> uh, uh, little Allie Reed got some of the most vicious burns I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was with her. Did you see? I have the photos at home. Yes, yeah, so do I. I am... Um, yeah, he was, I he was, was there dark for man. The, on the I day. was dark man. I was running with her oh, through that yeah, fire. Yeah. Oh, oh, you were a man. What a tough little girl. Yeah, I lost Big my uh, my eyelash, my eyelids. Yeah, were the only thing burned because I had the dark man mask on and right, and right. the bandages. Where Allie was in front of me, and all I saw when I came out of the fire is Allie is on fire. Yeah, and I walked. I I rushed to her as she was kind of going down, and Rick ran up to me and said, "Butcher." You're on fire. And I didn't realize that I was also on fire. Yeah. Uh, and then I just stopped off my jackets and whatever. And, but uh, she lost her face. I mean, it's it horrible. And, and if you see her today, you would never know she nope, ever had that's the true. Yeah, That's true. Uh, However, they fixed her. They fixed her well because they were vicious. That's I remember those better. photos. Back of her hands. And yeah. The, yeah. Whole, the whole thing were vicious. She also had, and I was just looking at the photograph yesterday of her in the neck brace when she broke her neck rolling a car. Yeah. And you know, do you know the story behind that rule? No, no. I don't. Okay. The guy who was a coordinator who was a nobody long gone from the industry took a roll cage out of another car, okay, with a torch, cut it out, then just shoved it in and welded it into her car. Okay. It wasn't long enough or high enough to start with, so she was sort of chucked in. And they put a neck brace on her. Like a, a hard. Yes. Now, instead of, and a helmet, instead of when that hit her, a helmet is round and smooth. It usually pushes your head to the side. The neck brace wouldn't allow her head to flop. The proper movement. The m movement to take the pressure off. So the only direction is down. The only direction is straight down. Oh, fuck. That's what happened to her. And I don't know how this guy ever got to do the job. I even forget his name. I, I don't think, he, I think that was his last job, probably. But that girl, man, I got to tell you, if I admire anybody in the industry, I admire both those girls, Shelly and Dolly. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think there's a couple girls around now who, who are probably pretty damn good. Yep, there are. Uh, but back then, there wasn't. They were it. And they, they would go into stunts, remembering that when you and I go into stunts, 99.9% .9 of the time, we get to wear long pants, knee pads, elbow pads. That's dips, right. And totally. They get to wear skirts. Yeah. How I met Shelly, yeah. uh, she was carrying a, a suitcase or a briefcase, and she's walking across a parking lot. And I had to run up behind her with full speed, man. I slammed her with both arms. She's yeah. got a skirt on. And little flat shoes. She went flying through the air, landed on her knees. I grabbed the briefcase and I take off. That's the shot. 
That's how I met Shelly, knocking her to the ground. And and she stood up with both knees bleeding. And I'll bet she told you, hit me. Oh, she yeah, she knew I was coming. Absolutely. Don't, don't pussy this out. Hit me. Yeah. And uh, that's just the way those two girls were. You can't. Yeah. Uh, Allison, Allison, when she first applied and she worked uh, to my stunt training thing that I had, in order to get a point across, she she had a neighbor who had a um, one of those. Uh, Air, light aircraft, what do they call them? They're almost yeah. like a kite. They ultra, have a motor, ultralights. Ultra ultra yeah. He had an ultralight. Hmm. And you know what she did? She had him take off while she's holding on to the struts on the bottom, fly her through the air, come down, and she let go and rolled out of it. Now, you're not going one mile an No, no, that's an hour true. <laughs> in an aircraft. you got to have a certain airspeed yeah. to keep up in the air, even the light aircraft. That was something she did to prove she had what it takes. Oh, wow. Can't beat that. I think it was a little crazy, but (laughs) that's one of the things that she did. She said, you know, I can do this. Believe me. Wow. Good for her. And, uh, I mean, Shelly Cook, uh, you know, she's a better stunt person than about 90% of the men I've worked with. I've I've always said that. Uh, She just just cannot. I, I agree 100%. She is just, just tough is not the right word. She actually sometimes will get an extra day out of production to go through the whole stunt sequence again and again to make sure when it comes time to do that stunt, she's prepared and she's ready. And I'll tell you what, she's one tough cookie. She's and a hell of a golfer. Yeah, she's a good golfer. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good I, I played with her this year. Although I only played oh, wow. about three games, and I think I think she was with me for all three. We're, when we're done this uh, whooping ass, I'll get Dwayne to show you his new golf clubs. I've never seen anything like. I wish I had him with <clears> me. <throat> I totally took him out of the car, huh. but uh, okay. I I can't wait. I I they came uh, day before yesterday, and yesterday I had to go to the dome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't have him here though? No, I'm sorry. Oh, he took him out of his car. Oh damn. Uh, Sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're all, uh, they don't call them rescue clubs. They call them, uh, they look more like a driver than a... Than a like, even your wedges are full-bodied at the back. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're not, they're not, not there isn't, from, from a two to a nine, to a pitching wedge, I'm sorry. They're all like that. There's no, wow. no irons. Crazy, eh? What no is, irons. what is that? Why? What is that for? I don't know. We can discuss Old guys later, like but... me. Yeah, well, let's talk about golf. No. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I got a hold of a couple of clubs a couple of years back, and I just couldn't believe how I could hit these things just right off the top. Huh. You know, I said, wow, these are great. Then all of a sudden this year, they show up as a set. Right. Okay. Oh, got to have those. Got to have them. Sweet. So I'm expect- I don't think they're going to take a whole lot of strokes off my game, but they're going to make me look good. Yeah, yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> and any young stunt people listening, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. go get some golf clubs because that's what we do. Um, Other, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, the, the young people today, doing that want to be stunt performers, we talked about different things. Do you have any advice for somebody like that? Like That's either, either just several years in the business but just new but or, or somebody trying to get in you know it's it's pretty tough as as a, a young person trying to get in the industry 
the first thing they have to do is do a self-assessment, okay? One of the things I used to ask people, simple thing, how do you feel about sitting in a chair just tipping yourself over backwards? People hate to do that, mm. okay? So think about things like that. Most of them today have, are coming in through acquaintances of one sort or another, mm -hmm. okay? And that's how they get in. And certainly, some of them probably deserve it. But self-assessment, to me, is the first thing. What if someone asks you to do this or someone asks you to do that? Run that through your brain and see how you feel about it. You know, if somebody asks you to get in the back of a pickup truck or a bombing down the road and jump out, how do you feel about that? You, you know? Uh, and I've seen it done. I, I, who gave me? One of the girls gave me. Was that Shelley or or Allie? Uh, they were going pick up truck and you know, on the side of the road, and we were going not fast, but fast enough. Fast enough totally. to bail out into the ditch. I said, "This is nice and soft in the ditch." <laughs> so I said, "Think about it. You know, we can this and that." And uh, yeah, I'll do it. And 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 did it just. I mean, come on, I would have had a, been thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know about this. Uh, actually, um, we did have a girl do the same thing, only off the running board of a truck, and broke her wrist. Mm. It's a girl who moved to Australia. Uh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> it's all good. Leslie, Leslie Monroe. I don't know if you remember her. I, do, I don't know. I can remember, I can remember situations in a casting where... Uh, stunts coming up, and they would say, "We'll hire an actress who looks like Leslie." Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of backwards. We need, kind of backwards. we need an acting double but, for our stunt performer. Yeah. But let's have let's have uh, you know a good look, and uh, it's not often like I never seem to ever be the right person in a TV series to double the lead. <laughs> the leads were never. Really, a, I was never a good match for leads, and right. upset me because someone was making a lot of money, and it wasn't me. <laughs> of course, I was a coordinator, but that's that's neither here nor there. Speaking of movies, uh, they just did a remake, or not a remake, but a a, um, a sequel, I suppose, to a Christmas story about the BB gun. Yeah, like I've heard TV about it. I haven't seen it. Uh, if did you, look, you die in that movie or something? You should have been in this one. A lot of a lot of fans said. You weren't in it? That's crazy. You should have been there as yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. It wouldn't have made much difference age-wise. I, <clears> I don't know. I don't think there were very many people from the original got in the, the, that uh, sequel. Okay. I don't think I think the, the, the little kid grew up and he's in it. Oh, well, he, he is? Yeah, he, I think he I don't think started so. it. Yeah, Peter. I'm pretty sure. He may have directed it or produced it, but he never acted as that kid again as long as I know. Yeah, but, I think he's just behind it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, he he was on Bill Burr's podcast and talks about it a bit. Okay, I it's hadn't seen series. it either. But uh, there's a group. <clears throat> some of those kids are still trying to make a buck out of that movie uh, by selling. Uh, some one guy was. I went to the to 25 year uh, thing in in Cleveland, and uh, they had a you know big long table, all the important people to sign autographs for mm. the people who came, and they came in droves. Uh, hmm. It was okay for them to get fifty bucks, but for some reason they didn't want me to get fifty bucks. Really, I get fifty bucks or I go home. Okay, same as everybody else. 
So for some reason, I felt there was a there was a, a woman who who got paid as an extra, who was part of the kid talking to Santa Claus. It was a girl who said, "Bring the kids up, put them on Santa's knee." If, if you remember the movie, yeah, I do and remember that. Slide part. down, okay. Yeah. So that's what she did. That's all she did in the movie. She was there with Santa and bring the kid up, get it, you know, put him up, and she expected the big bucks for an autograph. Oh wow. Well. Maybe okay, but I know she only got paid as an extra. Yeah, so. you know the, that movie's been seen by everybody uh, a million times, so it's easy to remember even the smallest moments in that movie. Pretty well, you know. Yep. Uh, like you, you say that, and I just see it. <laughs> you know. The uh, yeah, because you're, you movie, you got to remember that at Christmas there's a couple of days where it runs back to back twenty four hours a day. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a day. <clears throat> yeah, and the residuals come in handy on that show. Yeah, I make a ton on that show. Oh, I bet. Uh, there's only been a couple show, other shows where I've made the kind of money I made on that. Remember, I don't think anybody in the union didn't fight for us in the old days. Yeah, I don't think so. Like they should have. You know what I mean? Uh, there was a couple of situations, and I think it was in, I think it was a Lewis Hobo or something like that, where I asked them, give me a principal actor's contract rather than a stuntman's contract. Same price. Uh, a principal actor that was 300 some bucks was a day. But the actor was subject to, to um, residuals. residuals, but a stunt wasn't. So mm. if if I were going to be on camera, I always had to make me up an actor. That's just smart. Principal actor contract. And they were quite happy to do it. Yeah. You know, it wow. <laughs> Man, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the system today. You don't have to do coordinators get residuals? Um, yes. Oh, they do. And now. It, they, it, not on commercials, but on film and television. TV, film and television. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well... That's where you want to get is film and television. Absolutely. Uh, you know, commercials we got ripped off. I did four, count them, four Goodyear tires or something, that commercials. And two days, period. Myself and some other stunt guy, whether it was Shane or who it was. Uh, they were for American release. Say, I'm going to buy a new house. Fucking right. You know, because national U.S., Mm-hmm. Okay, so the union makes a deal with them. Whoops. That if you show it twice in northern Ontario somewhere, those rules won't apply. Seriously? Seriously. And how can they do that to you? Well, how can did. they do that to any performer? And I had worked many a commercial with those guys that, that did it, the producers of that, or the production house that did it. Wow, movie. I've never heard of that. And I remember him telling me later, <clears> you guys got screwed. They knew it. Everybody knew it. I did a, I did a commercial. Wow. We did a commercial a few years ago. I had 13 drivers out driving all these odd-looking cars. Oh, you couldn't have had 13 other. That guy, McLean, might have been in the group. <laughs> no, Just, the, well, yeah. I, I asked him for the 14th vehicle. <laughs> the, uh, the, producer, the American producer came up to me after, and she said, um, some of your guys are saying that they're not going to sign their contracts because we don't have the residuals clicked off. And, the, and I said, well, no. Residuals, uh, stunts are a residual category in this case, so they all deserve uh, yep. residuals. 
And she said, well, I just did the math. And first round, they'd each get $130,000. And that's 13 guys. <laughs> and <clears throat> that commercial never went to air. Oh, I can believe it. They just ate it. All four of those, that whole series, yeah. or whatever that was. Yeah. Crazy. Right? None of them went. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, I can't knock actor all that hard, but it were kind of tough to deal with sometimes because there was the old thing we have to keep producers and things, projects coming in. Right. You know, if we upset them, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe that was true. I don't know. But well, there I should, suppose there, in a way it's a two-way street. It's, it's a just balance. That, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, balance. a balance. But and but the the end is should be that they're fighting for us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There are a base set of rules, you know, and it, they should be, you know, abide by. I guess. Totally. Generally. Well, uh, when the producers and and actors sometimes get together, it's a situation you just explained could come up, and they have to avoid that actor still wants their people working yeah okay but that's a job that's going to go back to the u.s yeah totally. rather than here okay so <clears throat> there are some extenuating circumstances but just the same uh, uh even today i think there could be a tougher approach coming out of actra i don't know well, I think that they're, they're working on it. Right now, they're yeah. in negotiations with the uh, advertising agencies to see if they're doing yeah, that lockout thing. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. It has been. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and we, do a, we do a lot of car commercials, um, and we haven't for a while because of being locked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a drag. So, hey, listen. You've been uh, inducted into the Canadian Stuntman's Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah, you have been. Well, let's talk about that. That and five bucks will get me a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the U.S. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Same thing applies. That and four bucks will get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> um, but any, any, I mean, it's an eagle trip. It's, it's good. They, you know, they went through all the motions down there. Uh, uh, some people down there made a suggestion to that I was a prime example of someone who's contributed. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's, it, it, I mean, it made me feel great. And it still makes me feel great that there were people there who, who knew me en well enough. Okay. A lot of people who I've probably never heard of, but they've heard of me. So that's fine. But I have a theory about this. You can't give everybody an Oscar. Right. Okay. You have to have done something that really quite remarkable. I get a feeling with this Stuntman's Associate thing, Stuntman's uh, Hall of Fame thing, that, well, I'll tell you, there are names on it that I wouldn't work on my set. I worked with them once or twice, never again. Just because you spend a long time as a stuntman doesn't make you um, worthy of that induction. Yeah. Sure. What is that? Hmm. It, it doesn't matter. If you're a hockey player, you don't get into the Hockey Hall of Fame just because you were in the business 20 years. It's true. Lots didn't. You have to do. Uh, lots who were really good. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a criteria. Right. But they, they've set this up with no criteria. And I am really upset, and there can't be any names here, but somebody made a statement 
that their father was like the father of stunts. No, he wasn't. I'm not saying I was either, but I'm just saying, who ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. Okay, who ever heard of him? And when you look at the list, I meant to bring it with me and I forgot. There are like three or four people from Ontario and the whole rest of the 17 or 18 are from either Quebec or the West Coast. Right. Hmm. Not good. Okay, I, I don't care whether they like me saying it or not. But there are certainly people in Quebec that, oh, years ago, what? Where, where, what did they do? Hmm. You know, if they can, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if they can get in the Hall of Fame, I want my name on the street down there on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Because I feel slighted, to tell you the truth. And I told them, I don't see Shelley or Allison's name on the list. Well, mm -hmm. they'll come on the next list. Say, no, they won't. I don't want my name on that list until they're on it with me. Wow. And how was that received? Wasn't received well. So yeah. I don't know what they're going to do in the end. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, there's a name on the, there's a name on the list that hadn't been around as long as either one of those girls. Uh, although she's more of an Allison into directing and stuff like that, probably did a great job. But, you know, how does she get on the first list? And my girls don't, who have been around longer mm -hmm. and certainly have proven themselves. Yeah, and their body of work. Is yes, and not only that, I believe that both those girls <clears throat> have done more for girls in the stunt industry than anybody else. Sure, hands down. Maybe other than myself who said we have to have them. Are there any females already on that list? Uh, Betty Thomas. Okay. The only one that I think. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I knew her husband. He died young, remember, in his 30s or something like that. He was a special effects man. But he took the same stunt course that I did in Vancouver. Okay. So, fine. Been around a long time. Uh, and has contributed, I suppose, so that's okay. I have no objection to that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, just because I don't recognize some names doesn't mean they weren't good people. Right. Okay? But I, I just think it, out of 17 people, four of them from, the, from here. That's bull. We had an industry here before BC did. That's why I left BC. They didn't have one. Who started it? Canadian Stuntman's Hall of Fame. Uh, let me see if I can remember his name. Somebody named Skeen. Oh, okay. K-E-N-E. -E. Yeah. He was one. But uh, I don't know who else. And you know who's helping them get organized is a motorcycle girl from out this way. Scotia. Oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a sweetheart. I just admire her to hell. Man. <laughs> I'm not getting on a bike in her <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's I mean, she's just, she's just. Yeah, turn your mic a bit. Oh, she's just, um, just solid. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I'm in no position now to to say a whole lot because I haven't been tight in the industry for the last, say, eight or ten years right. at least. Okay. <clears throat> I didn't want to coordinate anymore. I didn't want to put the hours in. I. 
simply didn't want the responsibility. Okay, I, I had reached a point where if I ever have to do another fight scene, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> okay? I remember one director saying, can you come up with something else besides this punch or that gun punch? We see them all the time. I said, That's what a fight is. Yeah, totally. Okay? You can't just reach up in the sky and say, this is now a fight. Right. You know, you can put props in their hands. You can do this, you can do that. But a fight scene's a fight scene. If there's anything in the film industry that I hated, fight scenes, especially uh, martial arts. You're in a pool hall, and somebody <laughs> gets mouthy, and they start a fight. Okay, every time they kick them in the face, you think they hit the cue against a wall. It makes that kind of noise. <laughs> and and if you get hit kicked in the head six times, yeah, you're on the deck. Okay. Certainly should be. They just get up and they keep <laughs> whacking each other and doing whack. All it is is a, an artistic demonstration. Martial arts is artistic. Believe it. I, I accept that. And it's a, it's a it's not an easy thing to get great at. It's a but the way it's presented on after Jackie Chan or after those guys introduced it, just. Well, I totally agree, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> I think that I've been a martial artist all my life, and I, I agree with you 100%. It just looks so... It, they take like five minutes of a movie just to yeah. snap together this uh, very, uh, yeah, a very fake thing. This does not happen in a pool hall. People don't get kicked no. in the face six times and get back But it up. happens in the movies. Yeah. See? What's funny about that is I did, a, I did a movie a while back, or TV series, doesn't matter, and I was fighting this guy that claims to be a world champion kickboxer uh, and I know who he is I know he's not but it's uh, mm -hmm. this actor um, but he's supposed to beat me up and then I'm supposed to swing back at him mm. so I did but I, I swung back like I was beaten up and he said no you gotta come at me with everything you got yeah but you really? just knocked me down <laughs> and I said okay whatever yeah. and the coordinator said yeah do what he, whatever so when we were finished the fight, I went outside to get a cookie off the craft service, uh, and he was smoking a cigarette. And I walked over to him, and I said, you know, if I was directing this, I'd never have let that happen. And he goes, well, let what happen? I said, well, you suck. Yeah. You suck. You just hit me 30 times, and I could still come back at you with full steam? You suck. Yeah. He was really upset. <laughs> well, they, like I say, they, they've turned it into some artistic dance. Yeah. Well, I just, okay. I just, I just did a show uh, with some, you know, with superheroes, and the superheroes were running down a, uh, a hallway that's got to be a hundred yards long, mm. and um, I'm running at superheroes with a gun, and I'm gonna fight them in close quarters, but I just ran fifty yards with a gun in my hand, as if the bullet wouldn't have beat beat me there. Yeah, you needed a knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I look at this stuff and go, "This is why I don't watch this stuff." I, I don't, you know, it's it it just got. I'd rather they went back to the good old John Wayne punch 'em ups fights and 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 even <laughs> back to the car chase era. You know, like well, uh, I think it's a big fad now. You know, the wires and the guys jumping through the air and spinning, and you know, you punch a guy and he flies sixty feet. Yeah, it, it's been going on for twenty years. Yeah, I did a picture called Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. I was in it. 
And I had to bring some Asian guys in, Tig Fong, guys yep. like that, I, uh, and the Chan guys, and the, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I had to bring them in. Well, I'll tell you what. They went from being karate experts to an expert in everything in stunts. And I will, again, when we had the driving school, a lot of Asian guys wouldn't, wouldn't drive well so that they didn't make their sensei look bad. What? Mm. Wow. They were coming out to learn to drive. I mean, they're in the movies as martial artists. Yeah. Well, oh, let's, okay. Let's, let's come out and learn to drive to slide a car around a bit. But one guy finally admitted, he says, I can't, make, I can't show him up. Oh, interesting. Wow. Huh. Really? And you could tell. I wouldn't have passed any of them. Wow. See, now I think that goes back, to, that goes back to the culture of uh, young stunts right now uh, in, in every aspect. So you have an, an, a, a stunt coordinator who may just not be the most experienced, but he surrounds himself with people who hold him up yep. to, a, 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 you know, sure, some regard. Sure. And they're not going to come up with ideas, thoughts, practices that are going to out overshadow yep. him. Never. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's another thing that I do, Dwayne, uh, and I'm sure based on what you've told us already, I, I think you agree, is that when I go to work, if my stunt performers don't come up with better ideas than I do, what, I don't know why they're here. Yeah. Um, if you don't bring your entire career with you every single day you come and work mm -hmm. for Randy Butcher, I could hire that guy with no experience. I need you to come with everything you've got. And if you've got suggestions uh, that make me look uh, like a million bucks in front of that producer, go nuts. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they, uh, I had the, the first time that this happened, as far as I'm concerned, in the industry. Maybe it happened in the Asian industry or the American industry, but in Canada. We had a situation where there were the local yokels and there were the Asian karate guys. Yep. I had a total of 15 or 18 people in a brawl with a mix of, of street fighting and arts. In the old days, we didn't get three or four days right. to, to set something up. So I said, what am I going to do? I'm coming in. I said, what time do you think? We won't shoot it till after lunch. I said, okay, that's good. So the boys are in early with everybody else. I said, you and you go behind that building, work out five moves. Karate fight uh, between you, five moves. You two guys go behind that building and work out five moves. Now, not only that, I want you each to know the other's routine. So I had about 10 or 12 groups hidden away doing their own thing. I would go around and say, take that move out, I've seen it three times, uh, and so on, so on, so yeah. for the round, right? We let them loose in the, in the area with two cameramen walking in between them. And once you hit the deck and got back up, you went back in and did their moves, <laughs> more or less, right? So, sort of back. so you always had enough moves to make it look different. Yeah, great. And to me, I'll still say, I originated that method, okay? And I was able, I was able to produce well, if there were 12 groups, that's 24 guys. Yeah. Okay. Let's say 10, 20 guys 
in the morning before we shoot it. What do you think? But see, that hmm. I, I did exactly what you just did on Mayor of Kingstown. Remember, I had all those guys. Yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and I separated guys, and I said, you, hey, you're, you guys are here for a reason. I don't have to set up any fights because you guys know your job. You guys go over there and start set something up. You do that. You do that. Pick it up. Pick it up. Create site fights for me so that uh -huh. when we go out into the midst of all the background in the, in the yard, I have a riot. Yeah. And every single guy that day or those four days or whatever it was, was awesome. Yeah. But the reason they were awesome is because I, I knew who they were before I hired them. And you trusted them. And, and I trusted them to create something wonderful, and it, they did. Even knowing that, if you had to go to each little group and say, do this and do that, could you give me this, could you do that, it means it's got to all come out of your head. Right. You did exactly the right thing. It That's what takes, I did. It would take so long. You did exactly the right thing. It would take forever. And then I would get confused. And I was able to work the cameraman into the action. 100%. Okay. And you, I did it's exactly awesome. what you did. You'd, I walked and I said, you guys, this is too small. Yeah. Like some guys will do a martial arts move that's just too small for yeah. camera. So just make it bigger. Just and it, I know it's bullshit, but you got to make it bigger so that people at home can see it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so I just went through and, and uh, altered it, things. It had to be 30 years ago or more that I, that I did that particular job. Well, I, I can't say I was on that particular job, but I've been on jobs with you where you've said to me, go over here and, and create this. And, uh, and I've walked away, we've done it, come back, you, you've yep. adjusted, and we go to camera. Well, hey, so my job is to, put, is to put a picture, okay, with, these, with this product, which is the men. I hire them, like you said, for their ability. Go, go, go at it, guys. Yeah, go do it. Go do it. Yeah, do what you do. And uh, it just made life so simple. 100%. But I see, I used to say, you got how many days to rehearse? That's only a two-man fight. Yeah. You got two days to rehearse that? But they also have two cranes and, and wires and 16 riggers. And, well, that's in, in, yeah. in body, but it could, be, but could be anything. Yeah. Uh, there are people I know who I say, how did you get two days to rehearse such a piece of crap? You know, I would see do a barroom brawl. I remember doing one. I had a uh, singer... Uh, uh, I'll get his name later. Uh, was there in a bar, just a big bar brawl, okay? So I did much the same thing. I said, don't get out of your area. I don't care if you ad-lib in there, okay? Because this is a really bar thing. I had a couple of special ones on the bar top and all that kind of stuff, but it was essentially. And I picked up as many props as I could find, and I stood off camera, and every once in a while I'd throw them into the mix. <laughs> oh, that's great. The <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just added so much yeah. to the picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, know, you don't see somebody throwing anything. You just see stuff flying through the air. And I told the guys, if something comes at you, you know, sort of the way. Sure. But don't make it too obvious you know, or anything like that. But actually, I don't think anybody really saw them coming, other than the viewer. Yeah, but it looks like it the, looks the like mayhem, off mayhem camera. everywhere. Okay, I love that. And uh, so yeah, on a tight on a tight shot, you wouldn't know no who threw that bottle that. or what. Yeah, and I used to love doing that. I did a uh, Shelley was one of the drivers. We were over on the Don Belly Parkway, and what happens is something happens, and the girl oh I know the woman passes out. 
behind the wheel uh, from here, and somebody, kid is trying to drive the car. And we're going down the parkway. And we were shooting from the top of a truck and the whole thing, right? And I said, geez. Traffic on the other side is, you know, as close as going to mix up. What I just had him do was park cars on the other side. And me, us going this way at speed, those cars looked like they were moving. Yeah, right we didn't have to turn anybody <laughs> around, bring them back to number one. No, it's a great idea. <laughs> Nothing, you know, just, just to stay there, let us move. Huh. So in my career, I tried to create an easier way to do it and still make it as good. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it <laughs> always worked, but uh, most of the time it worked. Let's say I don't recall ever getting in trouble, all right, for something not working right. So I may have been asked, can we change that a little bit? Sure. But uh, I mean, that's what stunt coordinating is all about. You know that. Absolutely. You know, and you know that. It's about creating yeah. an illusion. I tell people okay. I'm not unlike a magician. I'm going to do something over yes. here with this hand while I'm doing something over here that you don't see. And I'm just creating an illusion. That's it. Indeed. And then I tell the young stunt guys, don't get up so fast. Because the guy no. paying us is watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, we'll get some fake blood, you know, and yeah. put a little bit on here. <laughs> Never did that. It was a good idea. <laughs> so it was a tough one on these guys. <laughs> you know, like, you have to sit there and say, could you ever, in your wildest imagination, come up with a better job? Oh, God. No. No. The, there's just so much went on that the general public <laughs> just is, even even say to somebody, so what do you know, I'm a stuntman. What? Yeah. It's, it's, it's magic yeah. to the general public. I'm not sure as much now as it used to be, but it used to be, you didn't even, you didn't, actors didn't even talk about their stunt doubles. Yeah, true. You know, at one time. Well, see, all, uh, uh I know exactly what you're saying, and I think about uh, a guy like my dad who, um, you know, among his siblings, nobody else thought about doing anything like this. They didn't even, I don't no. think most people even know or understand no. this role at all. What What was the first instance that actually made you think, stuntman? Uh, that's a good, uh, I was living in Vancouver. I had just split up with my wife. I owned a sporting goods store. And I read an ad about an outfit called WAFTA. Was it Western Academy of Film and Television Arts? Okay. <laughs> it turned out to be a guy named Dave Astaire who'd come up, <coughs> I told you about him earlier, yeah. and he felt that they needed stuntmen. So I borrowed 500 bucks off a girlfriend. <laughs> but, Just a second, he broke up with his wife. Yeah. And borrowed five hundred bucks from his girlfriend. <laughs> this is it was, it was no, a wild down the road. Just leave me, leave me with my story, Dwayne. It was good. <laughs> it was at least it was at least a week. <laughs> and uh, that, that that's you know, and I still have contact with that girl I borrowed the money from. She lives in Hawaii. Well, she's trying to get you to pay well, it back. Uh, she, <laughs> she, she, my wife, her and her husband, and my wife. And I were buddies. Okay. I split up, you split up. 
but you know anyway yeah she has film of of, of my uh, my son who was killed uh, she has some video footage of him that she sent me and stuff like that oh, right wow um, just uh, what do you say you know you get at a loss for words after a while yeah but it, people as a, speaking of that I was at an event New Year's Eve this past New Year's Eve? This past New Year's uh -huh. Eve. And a girl came and asked me to dance. So I did, and we chatted it up a bit. So family. And so, what do you do? Well, that's what I did. Oh, I wanted to be a stunt girl so bad when I was younger. <laughs> uh, that just came out of nowhere. I never, ever had somebody, I've had guys say, oh, gee, I could have I done that. You know, you never say a guy wants to be, it was, I could do that. Yeah, almost everybody would say it that way. So that happened just at New Year's Eve. Yeah, mm. yeah. I find two things happen um, when when I go to a party or like a dinner party or anything. I I just almost I rarely um, um, talk about uh, what, what I do. But when it comes up and someone says, "Right, what?" Well, no, <laughs> it comes up and they say, "What do you do?" And you say, "You're a stunt man." One of two things is going to happen. All right. Um, you're going to be held on a pedestal, and the guy's going to can I get you a beer? Can I get you a beer? Whatever, and and they 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 do that. Or there's that other guy that goes, huh, I yeah. could have done that. Flipped my old man's car once when I was drunk. Yeah, well, don't they always yeah. got to tell you about something they did? Yeah, that that type you're talking about. Oh, I did this one. I mean, I did that. Yeah, I can be. They don't care. <laughs> I just say, yeah, you could have. Yeah, <laughs> but you but you didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. You didn't. That's the big yeah, word. Yeah. So so you owned a store in Vancouver. Yes. And then from there you saw this ad. Yes. And then you went to this class for this guy. Yes. So there was a consideration somewhere in there. I could I could be a stuntman, or did you just go to become let's say a a, a crew member, or and no, then discover the stunt thing? We didn't have what you would call a crew member. Okay, everybody there was training to do this, except Austere himself. <clears throat> you know what, I don't know what drove me there. Uh, I guess if you're a sporting goods store owner, yeah, you're a yeah. sport guy, Yeah, you, you understand taking a hit and well, athletic, athleticism you know, and all yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but uh, something just said, eh, go down and see what's going on, okay? And uh, so they said, well, come down. I think it was a Thursday night or something, and, and uh, we'll run you through and see how you, see how you feel about then. And uh, one of the first tricks they, they would do is teach a shoulder roll. They had cardboard boxes that they stacked too high. Dive over that. We got a gym mat on the other side. Add a box. Dive over that. Add a box until you can't get over and out of the whole troop, I cleared two boxes more than anybody else. Right away, we got a sky, you know. So, uh, so you're just sort of bound to it. Well, that's your athleticism yeah. that took you through. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, there just wasn't anybody else who could get get up the height, you know. Uh, we would use an apple box to help them get up and over, you know, but mm -hmm. to get up and over, I forget how high it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like six or seven sure. feet or anything like that, but it impressed them that I was able to do that. 
And if I'm not mistaken, they had a visiting stuntman there. His name, what was his name? I, I remember the guy so well because he wouldn't talk on the telephone. He was afraid of telephones, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he was afraid of, stunt, of telephones. You really had to push him to use a phone. Wow, weird, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, he's gone now. Uh, there was two of them from, they were both visiting, okay? And, uh, and showing the students a few little things. Jesse Wayne was one, and I keep thinking Matt, somebody, for the other guy. Jesse Wayne was just a little guy, so he had it made, right? And I got the other guy just won't come to me. But, you know, Astaire, David, worked in L.A., so these were his friends. Right. And he could, he, they would come up uh, at Lent, just like our own school, Credence, when you got that, that known to be the best drivers in L.A. Right. Up here, working on your show, driving school, that's, Creedence, that's, that's saying, we got you the best. Right. Okay, look them up. And that, that brought people. We, we got not as many, but almost as many people off the street who just wanted to do that. They didn't want to be stunt drivers or stunt people. Are you talking about your own class? Yeah. Yeah. They would come from all over the states. They'd come. Yeah. Hmm. You know, guys my age were coming up there. Yeah, just to have fun. Yeah. The cool. stunt, the stunt yeah. experience. Thing. We That's wanted cool. to, as a matter of fact, at one point we were saying, geez, we should put this together as do it like a stunt man. You know, like. Uh, yeah, the stunt experience. It, like, yeah. And I think it would have worked, but we just didn't have the time or the effort to put into it at the time. Right. But I, I'll bet you we would have been flooded. At a trade show, we actually had a booth at a trade show to sell that too. Uh, we were right across from that guy who uh, who fixes houses. Uh, what's his name? Um, Ron? No. The, nah. He's on the TV show? Yeah, he had a TV show where he people do a bad job of plumbing and he'd bring his crew in and fix it. Uh, right. Uh, that guy. I, I can't remember. Okay. Hmm. Uh, right beside him. We're not even reminiscing about old times. Just what I like about that is we're talking about an industry and a business. Here. Absolutely. And we're not talking about the good times, and we all got drunk and yeah, yeah. you know, and just is better, you know. Then I agree, I uh, totally agree, uh, yeah. and I love talk like this. I like film talk. I don't yeah. want to just uh, ask stories and hear about your biggest this and that. So I want to. There's a place for that. A hundred percent. I agree. I always wanted to do, and we actually almost got it, do a series about a stunt school. Okay. All right. Hmm. We had a location. We had people interested in the whole thing. Like with actors. Yeah. It, as it, stunt guys yeah, and things like, like that. Yeah, it'd be like the Duck Brothers, you know, kind of guys. There's yeah. Three, oh, three or okay. four guys. Who, okay. And you would put together on each episode some kind of a stunt or some kind of a setup. Right. You know, that more or less shows how it's done and, and actually do it. Okay. And uh, we're saying, well, geez, we... What if we run out of ideas? You know, we said, well, you can roll a car, you can have a fight. You just said, well, what we do is we rent a boardroom at the hotel, okay? We get rooms. Then we load the boardroom up with booze and tape recorders. Oh, yeah. We get drunk and tell stories. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Oh, wait, 
it's just amazing when a couple old stuff men they get together over a few drinks. Oh yeah. They uh, <laughs> they exaggerate a little, <laughs> you know. I but, know that. But it's just amazing, you know, like yeah. uh, uh, what you come up with, and you say, "Man, I forgot about that. That's cool." Yeah, totally. You know, it's actually a great. That's a good idea. I think it's still a good idea. It is still a good idea. Right now is when this would sell big time. Uh, and I mean, you know, like Duck Dynasty, you know, like I, I said, well, I'll be the old man, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I think I could pull it off. You needed guys who could pull it off. Totally. You know, like. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, There's some yeah. great talent out there, too. There's some young talent that would kill in a show like this. Yeah. Well. Really. I mean, we almost had it on the road, and somebody pulled out somewhere. I don't know where. I mean, we had guys come in, and we took them to the location we had set up for this, which was between uh, Toronto and Oshawa. Used to be a place where they were. Uh, they had uh, auto auctions, car auctions, big place, big, big, big place, a lot of concrete and a lot of building. Okay, and it was vacant. What better place? It had office space. It had a place to lock stuff up hmm. if you had to. And it had a, all this space of concrete where you could drive or do stuff. Would have been great. Uh, a, a series about a stunt school. Like a reality type oh. series about a stunt school and doing a different stunt every uh, ser uh, every episode. This was a like Duck Dynasty. Had. Yeah, that'd be a great kind idea. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Even like uh, nowadays they got... <clears throat> Cooking competitions, tattoo competitions, you yeah. know. I'm not like a huge freak about the competition shows, but um, to have like an awarded all-around, who's the best all-around stunt person at the end of 10 episodes or something. Remember, remember back uh, years ago on uh, um, like Wild World of Sports, they'd do a stunt competition every once in a while. Remember that? Like, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. Generally related to to a sport, though. True. Hey, uh, mm. I remember Wide World of Sports, but I don't remember much in the way of of uh, stunts. Well, yeah. well, let's get it done. I'm over 30. I forget things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so another, another idea that we almost got going to was two guys. Uh, it could be father-son. It could be just two buddies. Buy a lottery ticket, and they win. Great concept. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do this one. Yeah. <laughs> and we had an opening scene where the guy comes to his buddy and says, we won, we won, we won. Good. I'm sorry. The guy has the winning ticket. One of the boys has a winning ticket. They also have, a, we had a, a, owning a, a garage where they fix cars. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what he does, gets in his car and drives straight through the doors, <laughs> smashes into everything with his new ticket as a sort of part of the opening uh, episode. But you could do anything, but I remember that one. But, uh, you know, you do an episode on, they decide they want to do motorcycles. Right. Uh, you, can do, you want to do boats. You, think, you know, they want to do transport trucks. You know what you want to do. You know, because they now have the money and Back then, I mean, winning the lottery was you're lucky if you got a million bucks. You can do a whole lot with yeah, that now. Totally. You're, you're into the millions. 
Yeah. Somebody in Port Hope won me one forty-eight or fifty million just uh, on the last six forty-nine. Right, I read about that. Yeah. And wow. See if he wants to invest in film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, nowadays, where what fifty million is not unusual for for uh, Max. Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. It seems million, like it's every week something yeah. like that. Yeah. So True. you you actually could could do this and a couple of guys and you say let's have some fun you know yeah uh, I think it would I think at, at this is point in time where it's a better deal than some of these uh, reality shows well the and the stunt thing is uh, less uh, it's a little less of a mystery nowadays oh yes you I know? agree I agree it is yeah, yeah there was a time that you had to go to the library read a book or phone somebody in Los Angeles to get some information and now it's on there well not now because we don't do CDs and DVDs or whatever they're called but behind the scenes things and TV shows yeah. about stunts mm -hmm. and I mean oh, yeah. it, it's no longer that well yeah magical thing actually it's not as <clears throat> but I still think put in front of them put in front of the public mm -hmm. it, w it would work yeah either one of those uh, yeah, I believe it. I mean, the casting would have, I like to think of myself as the old guy, but I don't know if I could pull it off. Am I a good enough actor? Um, because those shows are not made up out of my head. I have, I have a script. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the scene is outlined or the, the whole show is outlined. And when you go in there, so there are some smart ass lines that you didn't come up with. Right. Yeah. Well, well, we've got some producers watching this. Uh, um, they'll uh, yeah. I just contact think, Dwayne. Let's do the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just think it would be so much fun to do, uh, and I I wouldn't retire. Then I'd stay with it. <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy! I just so speaking of retirement, good idea. This, this past year since working on Mayor of Kingstown, have you been out working at all? I've done a couple of jobs. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Uh, I didn't hear it. Uh, yeah, me neither. You didn't? No. <laughs> I got a call from uh, people who, uh, I mean, the producer, every day, say, I can't believe you agreed to work on our little film. I mean, you're famous. You're the best. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they just, I, I get treated on, the two shows I did for these guys, I got treated like a major Hollywood star. Rightly so. Yeah. I don't know, but... Yeah, I'm, you know, my opinion, are there any stunt guys on, or stunt performers on uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Do we know? Uh, Yakima uh, Canut? Yakima might be on it. Um, it's a good question. But you know, there's so many people on that Walk of Fame. You have to look up the parameters or the guidelines of that, and you got to pay for it. Yeah, it's a purchase. Yeah. It, okay, it, it, it might yeah. cost you ten grand or yeah. more. I think you go to the to city and you yeah you petition. You have to apply and well pay your money. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't think the city cares too much. Although you may need permission to chop up the sidewalk. Right, I think that's why. But uh, first of all, you have to make the plaque. You have to get. I know that you need to get. A certain number of of high end producers and directors to, to sponsor to you. Sponsor you. 
you know, and say, yeah. It only makes but, sense. I mean, they don't want to put some guy's name on there that nobody knows. No, and, and, that's, and, and that's Indeed. my problem with the Stuntman's Hall of Fame. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going on there only because they've been around a long time, not because they did anything. Right. Okay. There are yeah. guys. There are guys on that list that haven't worked in the stunt business for the last thirty-five years. Yeah, I'd like to know what the criteria is. Well, there isn't any. Yeah. Somebody out there. There's a little committee that's just naming anybody. You know. Okay. Well, that's the thing is it's not built on any kind of science. It's more based on like an opinion or or something of somebody who doesn't perhaps really know anything. I agree. Like, uh, there's two guys that I worked with, two guys on that list that I worked with who chickened out on me. What are they doing on a Hall of Fame? Yeah. So they can go around strutting their stuff, you know? <laughs> wow. Two of them. One over really? height, one over height, and one over. Well, I'll tell you what. The windowsill might have been as high as this table. There was a window, okay? And he comes and he dives out the window. There's no glass, no obstruction. Just dive out the window. There are mats on the other side. Well, you'd think we would ask them to fall 500 feet onto paper cups or something. Oh, what a baby. Really? Yeah. And the other one, uh, I've seen some awful stuff. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah. Guy was afraid. <laughs> Always my movie. I was cool. It was Johnny Mnemonic, as a matter of fact. I was terrified of heights, but he takes the job. You know, I can't work around him. And there were wow. two, two of them on that show that were like that. Hmm. Excuse me. And they're on this list. They're on, on the list. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I say again, wow. you have to have. You can't just because I've been around for 25 or 30 years, I, I, I'm a, you know, a Hall of Famer. But I believe this exact theory is, uh, it's in Oscars and the Golden Globes yes. and all that stuff, all that stuff, you know? Absolutely. Any sport, you can't get in the Hall of Fame because you, you spent your career in there. Right. That doesn't, you know. Well, you did say the word remarkable earlier. <clears throat> and I think that your career... And the things that you've done, Dwayne, have been pretty remarkable. So um, I've been around long enough to know who you are. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that maybe don't, and there's a lot of young people that are listening to this. I don't think there will be a stunt performer in this country that won't hear this po uh, podcast. Um, because, oh, really? because Oh, yeah, because it's you. Yeah, man. Stop lying, Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, it's really, I don't know. It's really hard for me sometimes to adjust in here. It's like saying, well, that planet is 94 billion light years away. And I'm boggled, you know, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was boggled when the guy whose name I'll give you, Kovacs, called me from L.A. He called me three times to do his podcast. Right. And I... Who is this guy? What? You know, like, I mean, when he has interviewed some of the biggest names in Hollywood. Yeah. He opens the show by calling me a legend. I say, what do I have to live up to now? Thank God I did too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you have to live up to? For I that? don't think you have to live up to anything. 
the word legend implies your past, not what's happening today. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's 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 not a tough thing to to accept. Believe me. Yeah. It's it's kind of a tough thing to understand. I'm just the way McLean. Yeah, absolutely. Guy, yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I wasn't running around leading parades, and you know, it's, it's just a guy. You go to work, go home. Yeah. yeah, but thankfully you think that way, that you don't let it, you know, build some giant ego that, I don't know. And what's really, you know, it's good yeah. that you, you're humble about it. Yeah, well, what's really wonderful is that you did get to go home and so did every other stunt yes. performer that worked for worked you. Worked for me, yes. That's yeah. pretty remarkable. We all, we, I, yeah, I only had one who had to go to the hospital. Yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. I've sent a couple of guys to the hospital for... Just to be sure. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But... You know, it's like I used to say, if you hurt yourself, don't cry. Just walk off set. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the, uh, uh, you know, we could sit here and talk till next week. Yeah. And and never really have to go over the same thing twice. I, I agree. You know that? Totally. It's, there's just so many things that are... I said to myself, should I write down a little list of things and that are sort of appropriate? And I said, no, just let it flow. Yeah, let it flow. Let just it let it flow. This is just a conversation yeah. about... Uh, I mean, it's not a reality show. Right, right. <laughs> so just let it flow. Let yeah. it flow. And uh, I remember one of the first reality shows that I was aware of was uh, a guy who wandered around on horseback chasing people through the bush. Yeah, yeah. Remember? What, yeah, what, what was it? What oh, hell? that was... Uh, Bounty Not Hunter? Bear Gorillas. No, no, was, uh, he, uh, no. He's he's an idiot. The guy right. that was a tracker. <laughs> yeah, he's a cowboy, and he's he a, and a tree was a tracker. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah a I remember. Bounty hunter type I remember that show. It was an okay. show. Suddenly, I said, "Let's see now. These two guys are hidden behind a bush, <laughs> and they say, oh, there he is now. We better. Who's got the camera? That's right. The cameraman and the sound man gave it away because they weren't behind <laughs> the bush. Yeah, I think <laughs> about this shit all the time. So, so, so I say, did this guy, this great tracker, track their tracks or the cameraman's tracks? Yeah, totally. Or the I jeep that done, carried all the yeah, gear. I could have done that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I could do that. Yeah, yeah it's And so I realize how much bull reality shows really were. Of course. I did an episode of a reality show out of England where they, where they were going to start one. And it was about everyday drivers for some reason or other. And... Uh, we, we created stuff. It wasn't, uh, from getting A to B, it's in two people, you know, uh, to get the A to B was something like that. It's so long ago. And, uh, <coughs> they, uh, they, <coughs> okay, we need somebody to broad slide into this because this driver screwed up. We created a whole lot of stuff to up, Great, make the show exciting because otherwise it wouldn't be. Absolutely. But it, they only did the pilot. They never did anything else. They came from England. Uh, I always remember the, the director. He said, I was driving this truck down a, down a side road or something. Too. And he says, could you make it wobble? Can you make it wobble? Wobble. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the key word for the rest of it, the shoot. <laughs> Can you make it wobble? That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of cool, funny things, too, that you, you, you sort of don't, don't get around to, I suppose. Uh, and in relationship with p other people, yeah. uh, other than stunt people on a show. Sure. 
some of them are fine and some of them are not. Yeah. You know, so you just, the ones that are not, you don't mention your name to one that you do. Yeah. We probably, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, I knew, uh, I shouldn't say I knew Dick Van Dyke real well, but I did a show with him. We got along well. I said, we should go out for dinner and a drink sometime. And he said, oh, no. He says, I can't do that. I said, why not? He said, I have to be somewhere in June. He's a reformed alcoholic. Oh, he has to be somewhere in June. <laughs> it was in the winter time. Because he can't start drinking tonight. One drink is <laughs> okay. Right. Is forever. Right. That's awesome. Uh -huh. oh, how funny is that? That um, is funny. It's a good joke. <laughs> the singer guy, uh, what's his name? I think about a minute. Uh, I did a movie with him, too. But he said, oh, back in those days, he said, I took so many pills, I rattled. <laughs> That's pretty good, too. <laughs> Christopherson, too, who said that. Oh, is that right? I took so many pills, I rattled. <laughs> so you know, it's I funny. I don't, get, I don't get my picture taken with movie stars. I just... I don't have, either. I've just never done that. I have. But next I... To none. But I... Got my picture taken with Chris Christopherson. Oh yeah, and yeah. I don't. He's got my jacket. He had to have. He had to have the stunt jacket. We had. We had a cache of them anyway. It didn't matter. Uh, hmm. No, I not many. Not many. Do I have? I have very few. Shrine. I don't have a shrine that we used to call it. Right. right. You go in. You go into somebody's office, and he's got a shrine of all the people he's got his arm around. Right. You know. <laughs> that For sure. I call it a shrine. Yeah. Uh, my shrine is more action, like you'll look up there and see a guy kicking somebody, or That's my motorcycle stunt, like you were talking about, or yeah, in 100%. full flames and yeah, you know stuff like that. Right, and maybe a few um, awards right. are mixed in there somewhere. And that's that's my shrine. Yeah, this <laughs> is this that is makes the, more sense though. Yeah. This is the only room Rhonda lets me hang something on a wall. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to have that. Yeah, it's, it's, that's yeah, that's it. You have to have it. Yeah. Mine is much smaller. But uh, what the hell, you know? Like uh, at uh, at some stunned event, I don't think it was a Christmas party. I think it was something else, where everybody came, you know, and they were raising money for something. I mean, I have I have pictures on my wall that I bid on, and you know, I had to pay fifty, sixty, or hundred bucks for. Uh, but I made my contribution, and I got something back. Yeah. Uh, Man, <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough time this year, and it's only January, to really go through the mill yeah. on stunts. Well, I'll tell you, Dwayne, um, we'll have you back because uh, I'd like to talk about some of those stories. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. The, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Anything else, bud, that you want to? Well, I yeah, I I don't know. I I kind of think uh, I like the idea of having you back to maybe actually tell some stories about some of the things you've done. If uh, if I come back, I think we should we should we should go the prepared a bit, okay? Uh, I got a little list here. Yeah, man. Okay. So if I think of something, I could pass it on to you. you yeah, yeah. Put yeah. it down somewhere and put it away, and the same with you if you. And and then we'll stay within the parameters of what we were, we're trying to do. Right. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about the time. Hundred percent. You know, kind but, of thing. But this this forum, what we're doing here, is a conversation. It's not an interview. Um, 
so we just want to just well another one would be a conversation too all, all we're doing <clears throat> is picking a topic we're not putting dialogue under it is he coordinating me right now i think so <laughs> i think he's taking over <laughs> come to you we'll try to get you down on a less foggy day too yeah of a nicer day yeah, <laughs> not too often though. Let's see. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. The Pay Highway cost me eighty bucks. Uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. we'll we'll so wait I, till we'll <laughs> wait till spring. So Dwayne will come here. We'll we'll do a podcast and we'll go do a round of golf yeah. and have something to eat. That sounds great. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. But uh, you might want to. Yeah. Oh yes, Dwayne. Before you go, you got to sign the table. I hope you. Would love to sign. I this hope table. you don't expect me to say something like really smart ass. Oh come on! Like you already have. Please, we, we really did hope you would. <laughs> okay. Uh, Just pick somewhere clean. And... We had Don Carmody out here too, and he, he mentioned. Don? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don was here. What yeah. Did he say about me. Call he me. loved you. <laughs> yeah. Don and I go along with that. Okay. Let's see. Did they print? Yeah. Yeah, we want to be able to read it because it's going to be worth money someday. I mean, you can do hieroglyphics or something if you want, but. No. Fall, fall down, go boom. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to cry. Not to cry. Yeah. Love it. No, no, that it works for me, brother. Yes. Is that okay? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it isn't down here anywhere else. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Dwayne. Dwayne. Uh, I was going to put fool him again, but... I, I <laughs> fool him again? That's time. good, too. Yeah. Fall down, go boom, try not to cry, and uh, we fooled him again. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Cool, man. Dwayne, thank you very much for coming and talking to us, brother. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's such a pleasure. I hope I'm worth it. No, you more than worth it. Let's go golfing. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's. I, no, I want to see these snow's clubs. all gone. <laughs> yeah, true. We can go this week. I'll bet you. I'll bet you ten bucks. There's at least one golf course in Toronto around Toronto that's open. Yeah. There used to be a couple of them all winter long. Crazy. Well, I'll pack my parka. Shelly Cook and I used to play and we were tramping through snow like this, and the water. Looking for a little white ball. Oh my Let's God. take a shortcut. Across the ice, you hit it on the ice, and it just keeps going forever. Crazy. Used to be. Uh, wow, really? Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, there were two that I can remember. One was right off of, uh, right off the Queen Elizabeth Deer, Deerfield. What's it called? I think it was called Deerfield. Mm. And uh, then you go up around a corner and go a little bit farther up, and there was one up there. Wow. Uh, so wow. two open all winter. Yeah. Okay, so on wow. that note. We're going to close this off. and um, I'll, I'll, I'll play in the winter as long as it's the month of uh, August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> my favorite time. I think winter, I'm with right? you on that. <laughs> so uh, uh, cut it, D. Thank you, Dwayne.